The following podcast is scheduled for three falls and promises to call it Down the Middle. Hello and welcome to Calling It Down the Middle, the wrestling podcast that analyzes some of the hottest ongoing issues in the world of professional wrestling and seeks to call them down the middle because on this show, that's what we're all about, truth, justice, liberty, and just darn good professional wrestling. Absolutely. I am one half of your Calling It Down the Middle hosts, Alex. And his tag team partner from Parts Unknown, Stub from Parts Unknown, Mike. All right, we'll we'll kick things off immediately with with what we like to do, and that is talk about the the cool things or cool thing that we have seen in wrestling this week. Uh, Mike, what's the what's what's the cool thing you've seen? I'm dying to know. <laughs> oh, there's a lot of things that I could talk about, but there's one thing that's really on my mind, and that's the uh, release of Gold Dust, Dustin Reynolds signing with AEW to face his brother Cody. It was big news. Big, big news. Big news. Big news. Um, it's been rumblings for a few months now, and it actually has happened. WWE released him, one of the the grateful ones to get garner their release, and he instantly signed on to fight his brother Cody. Yeah, at it, it AEW. Was definitely, kind of the surpri- a little bit surprising, given the contract news surrounding other people, such as Sasha Banks, Luke Harper. No, you know, in, in Harper's case, not being granted his release and timing added on. Um, that was the, um, I think that was the thing I heard today. It seemed a little bit wow. harsh. But, You're um, not getting released. We're adding more time to you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was really big news that, and see, a little bit strange. You thought that was an obvious thing that was going to happen the moment they granted him his release. And Goldust is gone. Luke Harper's staying. So he's still there. Doing and Sasha, we have not got to find a word on that yet. I think, we? yeah, I think n- negotiations are ongoing, I think, with that. But she's staying away. Yeah. Staying, staying at home. Take some time, think about it, and uh, when we decide to call you back, we will. Go away <laughs> and think about what you've done. <laughs> make your, make sure you're making the right decision. Uh, but for me this week, it was the, the cool thing I've seen was Bray Wyatt's new vignette, um, aired on both Raw and SmackDown this week. Very creepy, very weird, but I'm hopeful that there's the potential for good things to come from this. I think it definitely feels to me like it's something that could go one way or the other. It, yep. it could end up just being definitely really, on the fence right now. It could go either way. We 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 will always remember the projections on the WrestleMania ring um, as an example of when it goes wrong for the Bray White. The low points. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I think it's definitely definitely got the potential to be something. I mean, something different for sure, but hopefully in in a good way. And the the thing that I sort of latched onto that that gave me hope was the what I feel was a deliberate nod to the arc of Bray Wyatt prior to this, which was the fact, and everybody always said it, that, you know, he, he, he talked the talk and ultimately lost. He went into his feuds and ultimately he was, he was overcome. And he sort of refers to that, I felt. I felt like it was a deliberate nod. Just before he unveils the cardboard cutout of the old Bray Wyatt, he's saying, I've, I have something that's um, a reminder to myself that I'll never become the, the loser that I was before. And I feel like <laughs> the emphasis on the word loser is... 
uh, at least a nod to the to the um, to how how Bray Wyatt was previously let, let you know, the Goldberg viewed. streak begin. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> I mean, we don't we don't even need that. It doesn't have to be that. But yeah, I'm, I'm hoping it means it is a new Bray Wyatt and a new Bray Wyatt that will win and will become a legitimate threat. I mean, it's probably one thing WWE needs is more strong heel characters, more bad guys. There's you, you sort of look across the two brands, and there's not all that many. Certainly not at that at that very top level. So, do you think he's this is a definitely a heel character, or do you think oh, 100%. it's going to become a heel character? It, it's I it, it's one of those ones that kind of funnily enough kind of like Bo Dallas when he first came on the main roster he acted like he thought he was a face but he knew he wasn't and I, I think it's very much along those lines he's like oh yeah I'm I was a really bad man I, I, I've been punished for that I'm better now I'm a changed man but you know ultimately he's not I could say one thing that's gonna that I'm gonna, that's gonna turn me off with this is if somehow he ends up coming down to the ring with that buzzard puppet thing you know it's going to be a <laughs> involved yeah, somehow that, further. That, that, that could happen. That, yeah, if it happens, that's it. I'll, that's when I go to the I, bathroom and leave I will, the room for that. I will compromise <laughs> with if the buzzard puppet and that creepy doll are on guest commentary instead. Yeah, <laughs> that'll be fine. Here on commentary is the buzzard. No, actually, I love that idea, and they don't say anything. They literally just sat there, like creeping the hell out of the commentary <laughs> team, <laughs> staring at um. Michael Cole and yeah. Corey Graves like, that doll's freaking me out. There's a creepy doll <laughs> that always follows you. <clears throat> Little Jonathan Colton for everybody. Yeah. I can see some of those things happening, guys, so be ready for anything with this character. <laughs> We're going to jump into our first fall here, and it's going to be a match that's coming up in the next few weeks, and it's the... Money in the Bank pay-per-view, and we're going to be focusing on the women's Money in the Bank uh, match. So we're going to talk about who should win, and when is the cashing going to happen. Yeah, so obviously, as of right now, we do not know who is going to be in that match. I believe it's this Monday on Raw, Alexa Bliss is going to be Moment announcing. Moment of Bliss. Moment of Bliss is, we will find out who's going to be in that match. But we were discussing it earlier, it doesn't actually... We're not saying who we think will win, it's who we think should win and exactly. how the story unfolds from there, so there's every chance that... And WWE people... is listening to us, so... That, yeah, we did find that out from our Superstar Shake-Up That's picks, right. they took they took those right from us, I yes. think we were, we got at least three of those. At least three of them, right. Nail on the head 50%, those. that's yeah. good. So, speaking of a moment of bliss, my pick is... Little Miss Bliss. I, I think I think without a shadow of a doubt she is going to be in that match. You know, she's returned to in-ring action recently and I think it sets it up for her to announce all the competitors and then be like, oh yeah, and me. Former Winning in the Bank winner. And obviously former champion. Former champ has held both belts. Um, she's got that championship pedigree. I think... And we all know who she dethroned to become champion first. The man... Becky Lynch. That is very true. Yeah, for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Um, but yeah, so I, I think I, I think she will be a good. She's a good person to have the briefcase to have that constant, be that constant reminder in I guess whoever the champion is and whichever champion she chooses to pursue, whether it's Becky if Becky still has both the titles. I think she's a good person. She's like good on the mic. She's a, a great person to constantly be like, oh, you know, don't forget I've got this briefcase. But also she has that little bit of a 
like the cowardly heel where she's good she's gonna pick her moment you know she's gonna pick her moment she'll tease it and she'll be like oh maybe i'm gonna cash in maybe i'm not um and what my thing is i don't know last time she did that quick cash in that same night uh, she uh, seizes her opportunities here, she right? does but yeah I, I i think given how good she is on the mic i think that she's a good person to have hold that briefcase for a while so i think you have her being that constant reminder in in becky's ear if it's becky who um who's holding the belt still um to be like oh yeah don't you know, don't forget you know i've got this guaranteed championship essentially um and then yeah i think she will pick her moment i could see it being like a big match um maybe maybe if they're looking to have someone i i could see her stealing someone else's moment kind of a la seth when he spoil you know ran in in the the reigns lesnar main event when he first um you know won the title back then Mm -hmm. um i could see her doing something similar as in like taking the moment away from someone else maybe it's someone like ember moon you know they'll build her up she'll have this moment and you think she's gonna you know maybe she hits the um i was gonna call it the o-face it's not the o-face anymore why can't i remember a finisher name the eclipse there we go came to me eventually (laughs) Um, I could see her hitting it, and then Alexa comes in and and cashes in and steals the title that way. Hits <laughs> her with the case, throws her out the ring. That's yeah. Hey, if the Iconics can do it, then, there you go. Uh, that's how. That's how they one do. of the best finishes let, of a match. There you go. Exactly. Why would you? Why would you not let someone else who has got the best finisher in the women's division let them do the job for you, mm. and then waltz right in and and take that title? So that's hit, that's, hit that finisher and. Take him, take advantage of the pen. Call, and then, that's all. then literally insult to injury, steals the steals the belt away. Um, I don't know which one that would be. I guess the Raw Women's Championship. I don't, is she has she been on both brands? I can't actually remember whether she's done Mona Bliss on both during the show. I think it's up. mostly a Raw yeah. segment, and even she's even announcing it on Raw again. So yeah, I we'll guess say, for that's, overall who's in the match, right. I'm assuming it's going to be a raw side. So that's my thing. I'm saying Alexa Bliss will um, win and she will cash in to become the Raw Women's Champion. So that is a that is a great pick. Alexa Bliss is always in the possibilities of winning the belt. I am going for my choice to SmackDown and I am taking the heel Bailey. Oh, a twist! That's right. I, ba- Bailey was my other one, but I wouldn't have gone with heel Bailey, so I'm I'm all ears. Yes, as you remember her first uh, moment on SmackDown, she said, "The hugs are behind me. I'm not doing the hugs anymore. I'm gonna start killing people instead." <clears throat> That's right. I'm gonna start laying out people and not taking any back seats. So, um, looking at the the matches, uh, of course, she wins the Money in the Bank uh, briefcase. And I don't think she's going to wait. I think she's going to cash it in that night. Because what way to uh, become a true heel is to break up a face's pinfall. So Becky's about to retain against against Charlotte. She's going to come in and, or let's say she does retain and she's yeah. injured. Yeah. You know, Charlotte likes to work the, leg. work the leg. She's limping, which Becky hasn't limped at all. I've never seen her limp at all in any of these Raws and SmackDown shows. She's never had an injury like that before. But let's say she's she's limping around. She can barely walk, and then here comes Bailey down with the briefcase, Bailey to belly, and that's it. Boo heel. I was gonna say, do you, do you need to do something else to emphasize how much of a heel she is? I mean, I know the cash in itself is, but 
like kind of where money in the bank it, it's this opportunity everyone knows it's an opportunity you pick your moment i i wonder if she would you have her do something else like do you have her come out and attack becky whilst you know while she's down then cash in i would that's a great great addition to it that's what i would do i think you you got to cement that heel turn at first when cm punk turned heel he did a cash in on jeff hardy who everybody loved I guess, yeah, that, and, I mean, that is true, Becky but, being who she but is. But I, I like your idea of, you know, if you're going to go heel or Bailey, you have to go big. I think that's it. I mean, yeah, I mean, we had the conversation on the last episode about our boss and thug connection before right. Sasha went and ruined that by sitting at home. Thanks, Sasha, for yeah. WWE was going to listen to us. Again. Then, um, so should this be the thug, not the thug. <laughs> I just love that. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> the announce. The announcement. She's going to pop those things. It's not the man, it's the thug, yeah. Bailey. But but it, no, it's got to be done like they used to do the her, when they announced her on NXT with it's Bailey. It's the thug, it's the Bailey. <clears throat> so I'm going with Bailey as my Money in the Bank winner okay. and new SmackDown Women's Champion. Same night. Same night as well. All right, so we have we have our we have a couple of our options there. So how are we going to call this one down the middle? How? What do we think? How, how do we uh, compromise between these two options? So, one person on this card has two matches. Why not make it three? That's right. Let's make it a third match. Becky loses the, her first match. She wants to get get revenge, so she gets into the Money in the Bank match. Ooh, I like it. So, we think... Who who so she loses to I think I mean that would be Lacey Evans that, be that would Lacey be the match Evans, that goes yeah. on early she wins quickly out of nowhere I think um, women's right and becomes champion the crowd would be incredibly def- you got what order you do, do you do this in because you deflate the cloud, the crowd by having her lose the Raw Women's Championship to Lacey Evans because people don't like Lacey Evans rightly anyway. Um, and do you have her then successfully defend against Charlotte? I think you have to do that way. And then you have her win the... Because, yeah, it's a bit... It would be very weird for her to still have one of the titles. and To lose, then win that. Mm. Then she still has to fight Charlotte, and then she challenges, right? Because you wanted to challenge... The end of this night, Oh, yeah, yeah, she's got to leave as Becky Two Belts She's got to leave Becky Two Belts still. I like the idea that she would essentially compete in four matches. <laughs> That's right. It would be four <laughs> matches. I, yeah, I like that. Two, two belts, four matches. I'll fight them all. I'm the man. Yeah. Four out of the seven matches on the card is Becky Lynch. And we she, joked about Ambrose and Askamania a it. little while back, but this is going to be money in the Becky. Becky, two belts, and Becky, yeah. The B stands for Becky now. B stands for Becky, yeah. Two belts, all the matches. So that's what we think is the call down the middle call. Becky Lynch loses the the Raw Women's Championship, beats Charlotte, gets into the Money in the Bank, and then challenges Lacey and gets takes the belt back. So Big Becky up. two belts lives for to go another day. Okay, our next second fall is going to another championship in question is the next Universal Champion. Seth Rollins is the champion now. He's entering into a match in the Money in the Bank with AJ Styles. 
the yeah. phenomenal one. Yeah, so no, no sooner has Seth Rollins dethroned um, the Beast. The Beast. He, no long, no sooner has he slayed the Beast, then we're going to talk about who should beat him and become, yeah. the, new, <laughs> become the next He's had Universal the belt champion. too long already. It's time yeah. for a new team. Gotta, gotta look forward. So, so we, um, yeah, it, it's who, who do we think should be the next Universal Champion? Um, whether that be next month at Money in the Bank or somewhere further down the line. Sure. Uh, who's your. Who's your pick on this one? My pick is someone that I think should have been involved at WrestleMania with this title, and that is Drew McIntyre. This guy is a beast. He's the next beast. Yeah, you can't say that. He's got to be someone else. I don't know. He's like a beast. He's got a psychopath. He's got a psychopath. He's built to be the champion. He's got the the look. He's got the, the mic skills, and he's got the Claymore that has laid out pretty much everybody on Raw. I don't think he's has not hit it on somebody that's on that roster right now, even with the shake up. <laughs> so I think he can hit that almost like RKO type thing where you could just be standing there, you turn around, and this kick is coming at you. And I think this guy deserves a run. He's worked hard in his career. Seth Rollins has as well. He, he'll have the belt for a little while, but I think the next champion is Drew McIntyre. When when do you have him win it? When does he do it? Um, I'm going to. I, you know what? I would wait till WrestleMania even for him to win it. I'll give Seth a little so run Rollins, with the title. Rollins for a year and hey, then next week. Drew moon. wins the Raw Rumble. He's Seth is in the ring at the end of a Raw when he has to decide. He lays him out with the Claymore and says, "I'm coming for you." And that's it. He just, Drew was definitely somebody that I considered. So I was. So we talked about this earlier in the week because I have been, I, I think for sure Seth is going to hold the belt for a while, um, which is why I'm almost a little disappointed we're getting the AJ match so soon because I, I just right. cannot see Seth dropping the title. He's he's the person who beat Brock Lesnar, not entirely clean, but he still beat him. Like a low blow is not necessarily enough to keep Lesnar down. So definitely, you've you've <laughs> built him up as the Beast Slayer. Have, have they been using that? I don't know if they even have. They have. It's on t-shirts and everything. All right. I'll edit that bit out when I questioned it. Um, so that they've Could built, have trademarked it, Alex. They've, so they've, they've built, built him up. and I, Yeah. So I think he's going to hold it a while. My thinking was whether or not he's going to become a heel whilst champion. If he holds it a while, whether maybe we get the Seth Rollins from you know his initial run as champion. Or it doesn't have to be that character, but... I, I could maybe see him turning heel again. And so that that was playing into my thinking as to, well, in that case, maybe it's another and it's another good guy who's going to come in and, and become champion. Um, and then I decided no. And I decided I'm going to pick Samoa Joe. So My uh, guy, my guy, yeah. Samoa Joe. thought I'd just keep you happy. <laughs> so my thing with this is that I don't think right now Samoa Joe is in a position to... I mean, he's... US champion, so he's really not... You know, he's got his own thing to do right now. But, as I say, I think Seth Rollins is going to hold that title for a while. So, for me, I think we've got the Samoa Joe Braun Strowman thing. I really, really want Samoa Joe to pick up a win over Strowman. I think that needs to happen first. He will then lose. So, I think maybe... Maybe not Money in the Bank. Maybe at Money in the Bank, like, if you have... I think Joe should, de- Joe should definitely have a successful defense. Maybe you do that on a Raw... Um, and then Strowman beats him at Money in the Bank and becomes US champion, and 
the, the my sidebar on this is I love the idea of Braun Strowman doing the United States Open Challenge, but everyone being too scared of him to answer it. And so he starts going backstage and just pulling people out to the ring to like, like, and then you see it like at the beginning of every night, you'll see Braun Strowman backstage and someone will do something to upset him. And it's like, okay, you're my opponent. And so he goes out to the middle of the ring, United States Open Challenge, no one's going to answer. Play this person's music. And he forces people to get beaten up by him until eventually, until eventually you'll have someone that does step up to him. But anyway, um, this is about Samoa Joe. So obviously we have to have Joe lose the the US championship and I, well, yeah. so this is my thinking. It, it's long-term benefits. It's he lo- So this is why I said as well, I definitely want him to beat Strowman and have a successful defense because I think the moment you have that match, people are going to expect Strowman to win. I think have Joe win and have him win pretty much clean. Um, but then Strowman can get his win back. And maybe, as I say, you do that raw and then money in the bank, maybe Strowman wins. Or maybe you do that a little further on down the line. But that's then going to free Joe up. I think you've got to put him up against someone then who... He, because again, I, I think Rollins is going to hold the belt for a while. I think I think Rollins beats Styles. I think maybe that goes for a couple of a couple of pay per views, because um, you know they're going to put on a great match. So yeah, maybe you have like Styles. Thing I can see is like Styles maybe hits him with a phenomenal forearm, but the ref gets hit as well. So like, there's no one to count the pin. Seth wins, and the next night it's like, well, I had you beat, and that leads into the future match. And I think again, Rollins overcomes it, and then. I'll say this because I feel like this is an inevitability. There's going to be a Baron Corbin Universal title shot soon. That's going to happen. Sure. But he'll win. Rollins will overcome that. And then then I'm afraid I'm going to feed him your guy, Drew McIntyre. That's the legitimate challenge. You think maybe this could be where he loses it. He overcomes McIntyre. And I think Joe, who you've built up in the over those months against other people as you know, a legitimate threat because he's been actually winning a lot of matches that's when Samoa Joe will come in and Joe will become the next universal champion. What do you think with Joe in the briefcase and then he has any moment to cash it in because that person usually gets a strong push as well Yeah I, I, I thought about that I didn't want to say that A because we're going to talk about the men's money in the bank ladder match on our next episode. Well, that's going to be my. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but also, I again with the whole wanting to keep Joe, like build Joe up, he doesn't even need the briefcase. He shouldn't need the briefcase. Yeah, that's that would be my thing. Is you've I got, think you build him up and held him down so long that it's going to take a long time to. I mean, he, he needs some, a lot of squash matches, a lot of Rey Mysterio destruction in 50 seconds at Mania. That's where he needs a few to become a monster, the submission yeah, I mean, machine. You could have him win it and then not do the sneaky cash-in. Like, I don't even need to you know, blindside you. I'm just that good. Because I think that would really lead people to think he'll lose. Because it's it's the way to get the briefcase off him without him like looking like an idiot. Like, like bronze Running in and, like... Because, you know, I feel like if, if it's... If you, you, you run in, you pick your moment, and then you lose, you look like an idiot. But if you say, okay, you know, I'm going to do it face-to-face, man-to-man, or just, you know, I'm that good. Um, I'm, you know, I'm announcing this. I'm cashing it in, and I want you on this date. Um, I think it would it would make it look like he was going to lose, because that's the best way to do it. Um, and then he wins. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm going with Samoa Joe. you got to build him up first. Um, but there's there's plenty of people for him to run through to do that. That's a good pick. That's a good pick. All right, so if you call that down the middle, who is the next Universal Champion? Do you have a pick? I have Drew. You have Samoa Joe. 
Yeah. I have a guy in mind. All right, let's hear it. The look on your face makes me regret wanting to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, ask. you know, calling down the middle means we're we're trying to get people who might become a, a true champion in this scenario. And uh, th- through the through the years, we've had Daniel Bryan being the underdog mm-hmm. and coming up through the ranks, and, and that was a great story. Fans bringing him up. This past WrestleMania, we had the Kofi, the season of Kofi. Yep, another eleven story. years and not having a title match. A great story. So following that that line, I like it. Yep, Those we have a guy another who great story who had the longest losing streak ever in WWE. Wait, Wait. it's gonna happen. Here he comes, your next Universal Champion, Kurt Hawkins. Yeah, I. I I mean, really, when you think about it, I mean, there's not really anybody else that you can you can Does consider. I mean, yeah, we we've thrown out a couple of right. ideas off the we top of really our heads. Serious. We, we weren't, weren't really serious thinking about, about it. We weren't really thinking about it, and now we've we've got that conversation going, and now we're like, oh, but obvious. The, but this is the guy. Yeah. So what's what's Seth going to do? Is he's going to start doing open challenges for the title, of course, just like John Cena, just like you know, our truth. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> so. Uh, of course, he's going to make enemies of the McMahons and Triple H to come out and said, "We're going to set up a battle royal for you, twenty guys for you to defend against in the battle royal." And okay. of course, Kurt Hawkins is going to be one of them. Yeah, and I, of course, I, think, I, b- I believe Kurt Hawkins. Um, I think, I mean, I think he really considers himself a battle royal specialist. He is a battle royal specialist. So, he is. Yeah, and obviously, I. I think you run the risk of making it look too obvious that he's going to win. I think there's going to be a lot of people who are probably right. going to cotton on to it. Like, oh, you're going to have to cover obviously. him up a lot in that match. Maybe that's it. Yeah, maybe you don't even have him like in the match to start with. Maybe he's hiding under the ring. That's exactly and, where I was going. He's going to yeah. be hiding underneath the ring as soon as the bell bell rings. You got to keep it, keep the, the crowd S- guessing. Seth is going to be be looking over the ropes at somebody. He's going to eliminate Seth, and that's what's going to happen. And the crowd is going to go berserk. Yeah, I mean, how did we forget the, yeah. the Battle Royal yeah. Specialist has and, done it again? And I mean, he's going to be not in the match at all until the end. Right, like, you yeah, won't yeah, even absolutely. see him. Yeah, you won't know. You'll see him for two seconds. The, cra- the crowd would know. If, if, yeah. you, if, you, if he comes out to his music, everyone's going to know he's about to win the title. I don't, yeah, you, you've got to right. keep something right. like that. Right, he's just um, going to be sit- standing there, and then as soon as the bell rings underneath the ring, yeah. 15 minutes later... It's about as long as a, as a battle royal may go. <clears throat> Comes out, flips Seth over the top rope. And I'd probably do that this Monday on Raw. That's probably what I... Definitely this I Monday. Uh, we need a new champion already. <laughs> you know, I nearly <laughs> held that together. I nearly <laughs> held it together. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the guy's on fire now. He's a tag champion. He's enough. won a couple of matches. School going to his head. That's it. That's it. <laughs> it's all in preparation for this moment. And then he goes to, to SmackDown and says, Winner take all, Kofi. Let's do it. And then he's Hawkins two belts. Hawkins two belts. Yeah. You heard it here <laughs> first. Hey, WWE is listening. You thought some of our superstar shakeup picks were out there. <laughs> and look what That's happened. Right. That's right. This is no different. <laughs> So speaking of things that are out there, let's move on to our third fall because everybody, the inevitable, the CM Punk return to professional wrestling is happening. It's been, it's, it's definitely been waiting. happening. Definitely we have been happening. waiting, but it is ongoing as we speak. The talks are in. He has stepped in, foot in a ring at a show recently. I don't, it's not. 
it's not even 100% confirmed that actually, that it was actually him. So, but anyway. No, it didn't look like him at all. So, but what we are going to assume is this, so the one thing I actually heard was that that venue was closing. And it was a venue he used to wrestle at, and so that was kind of the reason that he oh, wanted to get connection. one last appearance in. Um, so I was like, oh, yeah, it's definitely not happening. But for the purposes of the discussion <laughs> we're about to have, we're going to assume that CM Punk is about to make his return to professional wrestling. Um, and we are saying it's carte blanche in terms of this is where we think he should go and what he should do. All backstage politics, legal drama notwithstanding forget all of that we're assuming everything is resolved this is just what we think you should do from a purely i guess storyline perspective what's the what's the money match um so i'm gonna start off i think he has a few choices he does have a few choices and i'm sure everyone would invite him back with open arms if as we're talking about everything is done with court court cases and such so where does he go so I'm going I'm I'm playing this pretty much pretty straight back. I'm just going with the obvious one here. It's it's a WWE return and there's an obvious story to be told as much as we're saying all the legal drama and whatnot is is resolved even if it is the story there is still a match versus Triple H. Um that that's got to be the first match. It's got to be Punk versus Triple H. Um, and obviously Triple H has to win. No, no, I, yeah, I don't Triple H needs to win. That needs to get his win back. Uh, but no, it's it's got to be a CM Punk win if he if he comes back. It for me the first match back would actually be the easiest thing to to call because you can be, you know, it could pretty much be anybody of any sort of stature of any reasonable stature, and it's like sure, why not? Um, it's CM Punk, and he, I think he's got to he'll obviously win. I think that'd be pretty much guaranteed. It for me, it would be like what you do with him long term. Even within WWE, I I feel like the only reason he would come back is if he was promised a WrestleMania main event. I think that was always the thing that he wanted that never and never got. Um, but he's, how do you get there? I don't know. Yeah, he's gonna have a lot of demands to come back. I think he'd he'd work something akin to the Brock Lesnar schedule. I think he'd show up more often. Yeah. I what the, actually the, and the thing I think I would like him to do would be for him to he would come back and he would be there full time for two months like he would do kind of like what Jericho did for a while he would come in and he would work a program with a wrestler and then he would go away and then he would come back and you know it would be whenever the story is there whenever the opponent is there he would come in he would do that he would be present for that but he wouldn't be... I mean, I don't think there's any way he would come back full-time. So do you think he gets to Mania and loses the main event? To Triple H, of course. <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> Quite possibly. Because you know he's a, he's a stubborn I, see, guy, I, I think. Once he, get, once he gets going and says, Hey, these people are out here to see me. I think he... I guess a part of it would come down to whether he comes back as a good guy or a bad guy. I think initially there's no way you could make him a heel. But could you have him be champion and lose at Mania to someone? Um, I, I, I think I think, you could, I think I get the impression if the story is right, if the story is good, I think he'd be okay losing ultimately. I think you, you can't have him lose everything, but... Oh, yeah, I, I I think if you give him that mania match, that would be the big carrot to dangle, and then then you go from there. As I say, from program to program, he doesn't work a full time schedule, um, but when he is there, he is there. When he when he's got something to do, they use Brock like that. 
make him become the big match at WrestleMania, even though he wasn't there for six months straight and shows up two weeks before. <laughs> that, that's the thing. I think so that's, that would be the I, difference I mean, for that's me. Their, that's their way. I think they got rid of one, and here comes CM Punk. Well, that, okay, that but that, that's my thing. It wouldn't be so few and far between. It would be, here he'd take a couple months off, and then he'd be there, but he'd be there like on Raw at least like every other week for like a couple of months mm-hmm. while he went through this program with somebody. So he would be present while he was there, and then he'd go away for a couple of months because he's not a full-time wrestler anymore, but then he'd come back, and it wouldn't be a six-month stretch. It wouldn't be the champion not being there because he wouldn't necessarily have the belt. So I, I, that would be the way I would do it. As I said, I think Triple H is just... It's the obvious thing to go with um, if he goes back to WWE just to... You know, and I think that sells because there'll be people who would be like, I want to see if they actually try and hurt each other. Um the street fight, Chicago street Chicago fight. street fight has to be Chicago yeah. street fight. Yeah. What what's uh, what's your angle on this? How do you where do you have him return to? I, I gotta think that fight? Vince will never let him go anywhere else if he decided to come back. Like he would throw the truck of money towards him to mm-hmm. come back. I don't know if he would give all the demands that CM Punk would want. The CM Punk ice cream bar. The ice cream bar would have to come back. I'm sure that he would have to have that. He would have to, you know, definitely win the title. Because why is he coming back not to win the title? But um, one place that would explode even more than exploding now if they got CM Punk would be AEW. That's yep. the up-and-coming place. Um, I'm, CM Punk's a big fan of the independent scene. He grew up in ROH. And this is an up-and-coming place where... They have a great number of wrestlers that he could do some programs with. I think if it should go be anywhere, it should be AEW, just because it would shock the world. I, I think that's the most obvious one. I know we said that this was carte blanche, and so you know, forget anything else. It's just where you think the story is there to be told. But in in reality, if it was going to happen, I think AEW is the place. I I I could see him going back to WWE one day because everybody always goes back eventually, but. Yeah. I, I think he would end up in AEW. They're, they're the place that could afford him, and I think probably the place that would allow him to do what he wanted. And he's still a going to be a WWE Hall of Famer. It's going to end up that way as a, yeah. as, a, as a champion. So he could probably come in like a Goldberg-type scenario, come in, grab the belt, lose the belt. Yeah, maybe. Something like that. You have a, Against Brock Lesnar, of course. Do you have someone in mind as to who would be his first opponent in AEW? It probably would have to be Cody, I think, yeah. first. The the one I think everybody wants to see, and I have, tell you, dude, I've never really seen him wrestle yet, is Mr. Omega. I would like to see that. that the, yeah, the, the, I feel like that's twist. a match a lot of people would like, a lot of people would like to see. I, for the for the old time's sake, I almost want to say Colt Cabana, because that was the match that they obviously that, used to do back right. in the day everywhere. That, that's true, that's another good one. And also with Jericho. Yeah. He, I mean, they know each other, they would put on a great, great match. That actually would probably be the one I could see. That I, I feel like that would be the first match. I think that's what he would go think, back for. I think that might be the, the one. Yeah. And what did the, Jericho used to say? The same wordings, right? He I'm was the best, was best in, in the, the world, world whatever, whatever I do. What I do. Yeah. So, perfect ending right there. He says that after one of his matches, and then here comes the challenge of Mr. Punk there. So, that could happen. Yeah. All right. Phone calls are probably going on right now I'm as we sure, speak. I'm sure, because it's definitely 100% so, guaranteed sorry. to happen. Sorry, CM Punk, if we spoiled it for everybody, <laughs> but, uh, you know, 
Yeah, WWE so. is listening to us as well, so who knows? You might be getting a call from Vince very yeah. shortly. We're we're a new podcast. We're still growing our audience, but WWE was straight in there. They they yeah. knew they knew they yeah. knew where it was at. They they're already listening. Triple H is listening, so be ready. Hi, Hanzo. Uh, okay, how's so, the kids? So, <laughs> oh, Wendy. <laughs> Uh, okay, so time for us to call this one down the middle, though. So we've got a return to WWE. We've got a debut in AEW for CM Punk. Um, so we've got Triple H, and we've got a host of potential opponents in AEW. But what is the what's the true the true matchup the the true story that needs to be told here? And and I think there is. Well, okay, so I had one, and and something that you said there, something that you reminded me of, has maybe I've got an addendum to it now as well because. Clearly, what we need to find out is who is the best in the world. The best in the world. Is it CM Punk? There is somebody he he's saying the he's the, the best in the world right now. Chris Jericho says he's the best in the world at whatever he does. And yes, you've alluded to that man. The one who, I mean, he's got the trophy to prove it. That's right. The best. The best in the world. There is only one. Shame it, man. So this is it. He goes back to WWE and next year's WrestleMania main event for the unified WWE Championship and Universal Championship is a triple threat. It's CM Punk. It's Chris Jericho. It's Shane McMahon and maybe Miz's dad. <laughs> George. Ma- yeah, George Mazzano. George, George, George is in there too. You need a, need one more in there. Triple H. He's got to be. He's he, got to be in it. He's the game. The he's, cerebral assassin. He's that damn good. He's not the best in the world. He has no business. No he, business in this match. He is the special guest referee for that. Okay, that, know, that I'll go with. That I will go somewhere. with. Yeah, definitely. He's he's in there as referee. Yeah, there we, I, I think that's it. I think in terms of the winner, I mean, you can't you can't look beyond Shane. He's got the trophy to prove it. He, he's got to win. Um you have him jump off something really high. He jumps off George's shoulder. He gets George up on the top turnbuckle. He jumps off of him, uses him, like carries him through the air and uses him as, as an elbow. Like as He has him and elbow drops what about, him through. What about if he bulldogs him off the top rope and but yes. lands on the guy? Yes, that, yeah, that's it. You've got, you've got Punk and Jericho laid out on two announce tables. And he outside the ring. There, outside, outside the ring, there. he gets George up onto the top turnbuckle, and he bulldogs him through both of them simultaneously. And George is laid out. Miz comes out looking for looking see him, shows some concern for his dad, and then uh, so we really think he's hurt. And then and then CM Punk and CM Punk the takes the fall. Yeah, CM Punk takes the fall. And Shane. Triple, Triple H pedigrees at CM Punk. Yes, and then and yeah, so Shane doesn't even have to hit a move; he just yeah. is there and becomes the undisputed best in the world. That's it. So yeah, eyes on WrestleMania for next year. There's there's your main event. What does Paul Heyman say? This is not a spoiler. <laughs> I don't. There's no way we can start trying to claim that. Well, I think what's going to happen there is he's going to continue with the hoodie and the mask. He's going to, he's going to join both AEW and WWE, maybe, and he's going to be CM Hoodie. Maybe, <laughs> maybe this is it. Maybe he goes around to all the independent pres- um, promotions, collecting all their belts, and takes them to WWE. And That's just, right. 
Who's the best in the world now, Shane? Yeah. <laughs> With the mask and the hoodie on. I think that's it. That's the bottom I mean, I, 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 as much as... No, uh, who am I saying? Of course this is going to happen, but I, I do love the idea of Shane McMahon doing his... The thing he's doing at the moment where he's bullying the, the announcers. He's got poor Greg Hamilton as there. <laughs> like he's bullying him. He's got hold of his ties. Like, you got to see how you got to, you got to, got to, got to announce me properly. And, and then what happens is, it, like, Greg's like, okay, I'm, all right, he's, he's going to, you can tell her they build it up now. He's going to do it properly for him. And the mic cuts out. And he's like, it's not working. And Shane's like, do, do it again, do it again. And then he's like, the best. Mic cuts out. And you just hear a burst of. Burst of static. A burst of static. And then Shane's like, done with you, I'll do it myself. He goes to announce himself. Mike cuts out. We hear those two bursts of static. We hear cult of personality. And out comes CM Hoodie. CM Hoodie, Hoodie, yep. CM Punk. GTS. One, two, three. That's the end of our third fall. That's right. We did it. We finally worked out how to end the podcast. (laughs) GTS. Uh, Yeah, thank you so much for listening. Thank you, guys. Thank you, as always, to the Randy Savages for the use of their song, Be a Man, Hogan. Um, thank you so much for allowing us to use that. It is very awesome that you do, and you should definitely go and check them out if you've not done so already, randysavages.bandcamp.com. Uh, we'll be back in a couple of weeks. Stay tuned and dig it! 